Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we made it through a fantastic 2023 Wimbledon Championships. Bryce, you and I have talked off and on during the tournament. And I tell you what, man, this Wimbledon, in my opinion, was was fire. How about you? What were your thoughts on this Wimbledon 2023? I absolutely loved this Wimbledon. And I mean, it was everything from upsets to comeback stories to the changing of the guard type stories to just it was everything i mean i i i loved this wimbledon and so we have so much to talk about (laughs) (laughs) yes we do yes we do and of course before we jump into this we want to give a big big shout out to our sponsor Paul S. Haberman. So, folks, this episode of Brothers on Tennis is being brought to you today by the law offices of Paul S. Haberman. Are you a sports enthusiast in need of legal representation? Look no further than the law offices of Paul S. Haberman. Paul S. Haberman is not just an an experienced attorney, but also a longtime lecturer on sports-related law matters. He's currently presenting Everyday Sports Law, a continuing legal education lecture for attorneys in sports and entertainment law, was named to the Super Lawyers New York Metro Area Rising Stars list for three consecutive years and has a has been a valuable resource for sports professionals for over 15 years. In fact, Paul S. Haberman once managed a world-level junior welterweight boxer and former Olympian. He has represented five current or former world champions in boxing and MMA and has had at least 50 to 60 other clients involved in sport. From contract law to health care law to intellectual property law, Paul S. Haberman covers it all. Don't let legal issues hold you back from achieving your dreams. Call the law offices of Paul S. Haberman today at 201-564-0590 to schedule a consultation. That's 201 564 0590. And for those in the back, it's 201-564-0590. Let Paul S. Haberman fight for you both in and out of the ring. So Bryce, we have a wonderful tournament to recap. Wimbledon 2023. I, I don't even know where to begin. There's so much, so much spice in, in the last week that we encountered, bro. Where would you, where do you think we should start off? I know where we should start. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Let's Let's, go. Let's start with the future of our game. And, you know, shout out. There are so many. Look, if when you pay attention to the television and the media and all of that, you're led to believe that, you know, it's just kind of the men's singles and women's singles and maybe some doubles here and there or whatever. But at all of these majors, they have, you know, the mixed invitationals where you have Mm -hmm. the legend players that play, you have the juniors, the boys and the girls, and they have singles tournaments and doubles tournaments. And it's a lot. And you even have, you know, the, the wheelchair and the quad wheelchair events. So they don't get a lot of publicity, um, but they do happen and they are major events for those communities. So shout out to all those winners, but we in particular, particular want to shout out 
the girls winner this year. Uh, we had Claire V. Ngunoy, who is, we've talked about her before. She won the, the girls singles and doubles at Indian Wells. Uh, she won with her partner, uh, the girls' doubles at Roland Garros this year, and coming into Wimbledon as the number two seed, uh, she took the title with two whole biscuits, two two and two, um, (laughs) over her Czech Republic uh, opponent. You know, Isaac, this is the future of our game, and she is an African-American young lady, and we are expecting big things out of her when she turns pro. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she has really, really been having a fantastic 2023. Again, the, you know, the results that she had at Indian Wells on U.S. soil. And then she goes off and and gets the doubles title at the French Open, Roland Garros. And then to turn around and take the girls singles championship at Wimbledon, one of the prestigious, most prestigious Grand Slams on the tennis tour. Yeah. Uh, Clairve Ingenoy, you go, girl. Good job. Yeah, she did it, and I I am so proud of her. And for our listeners, uh, we are trying to get uh, Claire V and her doubles partner from Roland Garros uh, on the show so we can talk to them and you can get a better chance to know who they are and follow them as they make their ascent uh, to the professional tour. So congratulations, Claire V. Shout out to you, and we can't wait to talk to you. Yes, absolutely. All right, Bryce. We've talked about the the, the upcoming future. Now so, we got the present. <laughs> yes. So let's take it to the mixed doubles, yes. Isaac. Yes. We ended up having a, a really wonderful uh, result there. One of our guys that we support, um, you know, and we've shown support to uh, uh, for the for the last few years, um, uh, Mate Pavic and his uh, his partner. Uh, uh, Kitchenov, I think is how you pronounce it. Kitchenov, because it's kind of like Karen yeah. Kachanov, but it's Kitchenov. Kitchenov, um, right. Yes. There you go. So Pavic and Kitchenov went ahead and took the mixed doubles title. And uh, Bryce, it was a fantastic match. Um, they they were putting on a, a great show. Great ground strokes. You know, kudos to uh, Vliegen and Ju uh, for, you know, for the fight that they gave. It was a really, really good match. Again, had to go to that third set. Uh, but Pavic and Kitchenov pulled it off, man. And, you know, what I thought was very interesting was in the second round, Pavic had to play his men's doubles partner uh, in the mixed doubles draw uh, against Mektic and Bernardo Pera. That's right. And we know that they've had some struggles in the last year. And I guess Pavic was here to say, wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> what me? I, I'm still out here winning titles. <laughs> I'm still out here winning titles. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really good to see at least half of that partnership finding success. <laughs> what me? <laughs> what me? I hear uh, that commercial in that song. Mm, wasn't me. <laughs> well, oh. and, and with that, well, let's just go ahead and move into the gentlemen's doubles. Yes. And yes. we had uh, a Brit was able to snag another Wimbledon title. How about and that, that was Neil 
Skupski yes. uh, and his partner, Wesley Kuhlhoff, they took out Zabalas and Granel. I always say, say his name <laughs> wrong. Yeah, Granoliers. Granoliers. Thank yeah, you very much. No. Yes, sir. Um, straight set, 6-4, six, 6-4, four, six, four, but it was an entertaining match. It was. It really, really was. I, it was nice to finally see a little bit of, I guess, form, quote-unquote, on the men's double side. Mm-hmm. At least these were two double teams that we were familiar with who have been in the latter stages of Grand Slam tournaments. So I was at least happy to see that, oh, I know these four guys. Okay, this right. <laughs> will be good. And I right. mean, Kuloff and Skupski, they got out there and they got after it. And it was just a really, really, really competitive match. Uh, both sides played very well. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, Skupski and Kuloff just had a little bit too much for Granoliers and Zabayos. They were hitting some returns, Bryce. Woo! Fire. <laughs> Fire. And and to your point, uh, Kuloff and Skupski were the number one seeds. Yes. yes. So they ran it all the way through. And and isn't that nice to see a little bit of that continuity uh, on the men's double side? Because, again, we haven't seen it in a good while in 2023. So it was really nice to see, you know, see it shape up and, and, and see, you know, the number one seed run it all the way through. And, and, and double shout out to Neil Skupski, because apparently he became the first Brit since like the early 1900s to win both mixed doubles and men's doubles or have both of those crowns. Uh, oh, under, nice. under under his belt. So um, apparently Jamie Murray has not done that because I, I just assumed he had. But, yeah, right. you know, apparently Skubsky is is the first to do that, to have a mixed doubles and men's doubles championship under his belt. So kudos to you, my man. Good job. And think about it when when uh, Great Britain comes together for the Davis Cup team for the doubles. Whoo. Fire, you know Salisbury, <laughs> mm-hmm. Jamie Murray, Jamie Murray. They they tight mm-hmm. on the doubles. They they tight on the doubles for for real. <laughs> Too bad it only counts for one point. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> moving to the ladies doubles. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm Come gonna on, let Bryce. you take this one. Ooh. I'm gonna let you take this one, <laughs> folks. Folks, I'm gonna tell you what who loves 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 one of the one of the winners of this year's title is me Shea Sway I'm sorry Bryce Shea Sway <laughs> is one of my favorite doubles players literally of all time I right. love that young lady I love her game I love everything about her I just love her demeanor I love her smile she's yep. quirky her she game is. is quirky but at the same time it is so ridiculously effective I mean Bryce those ladies are out there throwing their back into them shots. Chase <laughs> <laughs> Way is like, boop. <laughs> She's like, you, yep, you can do all that. You can put all that effort. I'm just going to boop. I'm just going to massage it right back, and I'm going to put it exactly where I want to put it. And her game is just so ridiculously good. It is so understated and so underestimated, Bryce. Right. I love Chase Way. And I and, could talk about her all day. I'm gonna pass it to you because I love that. I love that young lady. Well, and I just want to give a little bit of shine to her partner Streusova because yes. if you watch that match, Streusova was like, "Don't put nothing in the air. <laughs> don't don't do it. <laughs> don't put it in the air because I'm coming for it." She hit some ridiculous overheads. Yes, she did. Yes, in that she match. did. Ooh. Almost tore her Achilles. <laughs> I know you saw that, right? (laughs) 
She said, ooh, I got a little off balance there. Right. <laughs> and, yes. let's, and let's not miss the fact that Shea Sway mm-hmm. also won just one Roland Garros. With, with a different play, partner. With a different partner. <laughs> they were the ones that showed Taylor Townsend and Layla Fernandez what time it was over there in Paris. See? On the clay. Right. Come on, man. And then they come over here unseated after mm-hmm. having won this tournament in 2019. Right. And take out Elise Mertens and Storm Hunter, who were the number three seeds. Not an easy out. Exactly. A seeded Not at team. All. And I was just laughing because Shea Sway was out there with her little, uh, <laughs> her little mitt halter top and her, her collar popped and had a diamond ear, heart shaped earrings in her ear, which she lost the first one somewhere in the first set. I mean, <laughs> but did you catch the lip gloss too? My girl uh, was yes. styling. My girl was styling up on the court, Bryce. Wait she a minute. <laughs> did you see the picture of them at the champions dinner? No, I did not. Okay, everybody needs to go look at her and Streets of Us picture from the Champions <laughs> Dinner. She out there like popping like what? All right. I, I don't know what they got going on in Taipei. <laughs> but she got glammed up for this championship and took her another title, man. Look, right? she better make the Hall of Fame. She, I mean, come on. She's coming from Taipei. I mean, come on. She by far should make the Hall of Fame, especially based on some of the folks we've seen getting into the Hall of Fame. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shea Sway need to be up in there big time. I, like I said, Bryce, I am so impressed with that young lady. I have always loved her and her game, just her aura, her style, just everything about her is just, it's just chill. It's like, she plays like she's just walking on the beach. She's just mm-hmm. like, hey, I ain't got no concerns. I know what I'm doing. And y'all can put your back out if you want to. I'm just <laughs> going to play my game. Because they was trying to hit them balls hard. And Shakespeare was like, boop. She just massaged them back, boop. <laughs> I mean, at least Mary's was putting her back in them shots. She was. <laughs> and Shakespeare really was just kind of like, I'm going to just play y'all like this. And like you said, Barbara Streisiva. And let us also not forget, folks, Barbara Streisiva just had a baby. She did. She is a mom. So not mm-hmm. only did she get her a Grand Slam title, but she got a Grand Slam title as a mother, y'all. Yep. Come on now. I- I'm Bruh. loving the Bruh. number of moms. You know we're about to talk about another one in a minute. <laughs> yes, we are. But I'm loving the fact that having a child for a woman on the WTA tour doesn't now mean that you're retired. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. You can be like any other profession, take your time off that you Mm -hmm. need to, you know, deliver and bond with your child. But when you're done, you can come come back back to work and do your thing and continue your career. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing it more and more because we already know that, you know, our girl uh, announcer, oh, give me her name. I just slipped me that fast. Um, Caroline Wozniacki, exactly. Caroline's like, if if these girls out here doing this, let me (laughs) let me dust off my racket and get on back out here because I got a couple good more years left in me. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. And you always wonder what does that say for the state of the women's tour? You know, right? Because you would hope it would be like they would feel like, wow, I can Mm -hmm. I can't come back and play at that level. No, they're like, no, yeah, you can. Oh, we can get with this. (laughs) Exactly, bro. For sure. So, like I said, Streets of Us showed out, showed up and showed out. And 
as always, Shay Sway. Shay Sway ain't got but like four titles, and she about to be like the number one player in the world. It don't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm coming after number one. <laughs> we won't see her again until the U.S. Open. <laughs> you know. And we'll probably see her in the finals there, too. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So, awesome. So awesome to those ladies for, for taking the ladies' doubles title. Y- yes, absolutely. So we're going to keep it moving on, and we'll keep it with the ladies on yes. the ladies' singles title. And no. Isaac, like you and I, were talking privately. Yes. We need to know, reveal yourself, if you ever... <laughs> <laughs> call that Von Trusova was going to take this title. Yeah. We need to holler at you. We need to talk to you. Because you know something that we, <laughs> Von Trusova, nor her mama know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Because none of us expected her to win. Right? No, not even her mama. No. Not even her mama. Mama was like, baby, I come on back home. I'll make you a good meal during the second week of Wimbledon. Because that's how that was going down. Yes, it was. <laughs> right, exactly. Come on back home. <laughs> well, I, mean, I said, come back, baby, come back. Come back, baby, come back. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, even Vondra Sober said in interviews, she was just like, yeah, I didn't. I expected maybe to get a couple rounds. I mean, because, again, based on her history, she had not won very many. She wasn't even 500 on nope. grass going into nope. Wimbledon. She didn't nope. even have a 500 record, folks. And she nope. got up in Wimbledon and slid her way up into the title. She was like, Wimbledon, sliding my DMs. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, exactly. So let's let's talk how we got there. So the last time we talked to the good people, yes. we were talking about the quarterfinals and That's what right. we thought. Mm-hmm. So, you know, coming out of the quarterfinals, you know, up top, we ended up... Well, let's start up top, right? Yeah, let's Cause start. Because that, that was where the first upset happened. Talking about mamas. <laughs> Shitalina right. yes. wanted Iga Fiontech to know what time it was. Yes. And it, it, like, it was not time for Iga. No, no. She was like, sis, you still have some growing to do on grass. Let me show you what how you really play on the surface. And it was a hotly contested match. You had to have thought, you know, hey, 7-5, you know, she lost a second set. You had to think that Sviatek had the momentum, but Svitolina was like, nah, sis, I'm going to hand you this whole, this whole biscuit, and I'm going to walk away. And that's what she did. And I still need to understand, Isaac, where that forehand came from. It, I, where, 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 I where know where it came Shirtalina, from. It came from Mofish. Well, no, no, no. It came from holding up baby Sky. Because you know, <laughs> when you have to have that baby in your right arm, lifting him up and down, up and down, in and out the crib, feeding him. Come on, that's that baby. That baby made that right arm strong. She was like, woo. She was like, this racket don't feel like nothing. It feels like a feather compared to this baby. <laughs> she got out there and was like, woo. I can swing now, boy. What? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sviatek was not ready. And this could, ready, hey, bro. and at least this made me feel even better about yes. Venus taking the L. Her, right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. She like I said, Venus came in there. She just had a bad draw. That was a bad draw. Because Fitalina had she had momentum. She she's been coming back slowly but surely. And like I said, she had great matches under her belt. So she went into that match and she wasn't afraid of Venus. And unfortunately, like I said, she 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 had to take it to her. And that then that's what happened. Right. 
Yes. So we got Svitolina and yes. the semis. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking she was going to face Pagula. Well, she should but, face Pagula. Let's, well, let's, <laughs> let's, I, talk, let's talk about that. this because we have been bringing this up a lot oh, recently, right? Oh, there seems to be a block kind of yeah. at that quarterfinal, semifinal stage yeah. for Jessica Pagula. Yeah. What's going on? I, I, I wish I could call it Bryce because it really hurt my heart to see Jess lose that match and and she did she she lost it it wasn't that she it just simply put she lost it she was up 4-1 had a chance to go up a double break in that match a double break and it just and, and you know and, and taking nothing away from Bondra Silver she played good tennis but there was a point where she pretty much acted as though she had given up she was playing points all fast and you know how they just do like oh I don't care so I'm just going to start playing real fast and not really even think about the points I'm playing and at that point, I feel like Jess allowed herself to get a bit tentative. And in truth, she could have slowed her down. She could have done some things, in my opinion, that could have allowed her to, to kind of keep control. And she didn't do that. And when Vondra Silva held for 4-2 instead of it being 5-1, to me at that point, Vondra Silva just loosened up. And unfortunately, in my opinion, just she just she just kind of you know she pulled up a little bit and that was just enough for Von Dersova to get back into it and say well why not me let me do it right and she did it I love it because watching Von Dersova it just looks like sometimes she don't even know where she at <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying it just be like see ball hit ball oh ball, hit ball. right I did did I do that <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love her spirit that she yes. has on the court. I do as well, bro. And, and mind you, folks, I know some of you may not know Vondra Sova's name, but she has some really strong accomplishments. So yes. she's made the French, what was the French Open finals, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. She yeah. lost to Barty. Lost to Barty. And I believe she's made the semis of another Grand Slam, if I'm not mistaken. So it's well, not and like she's, she's also the yeah. semi, the silver medalist from the I mean, Olympics. There it is. The, that's the one I was thinking about. Not the Grand Slam, but the Olympics, the silver medalist to uh, Benchich. And... So, yeah, and right. go on, call she, it out, bro. <laughs> she was the number one junior in the world. Oh no, I did not. I didn't know that. Ah, yes, very nice. So, 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 so she ain't new to it. She, no, she got game. Uh-huh. She, she got does. game. And and she's been out with the with the, you know wrist uh, wrist injury, I believe it was she right. had. But no one could have predicted that she was going to no. come back like this. No. Um. So to me, again. While I am, I'm really impressed with the fact that Vondrasova was able to get out of that match with Pagula. It's to, it to me still is a, a bit of a a bit of a black eye, if you will, on Pagula because she yeah. should have won that match. She should yes. have. I and there, there's no excuse, honestly, for her not to have won that match. Um, and so again, but Bryce, it goes back to the point that you made. Something's they're going to have to start really figuring out something. Bryce, I know this won't be popular. But this is my personal opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jess Pagula may need to do what Sabalenka did. She may need to stop playing doubles until she ah. can get get her singles game right. Because Sabalenka was playing all them doubles. But then when she was like, you know what? I need to focus on singles so I can get get after this Grand Slam. And 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 and, and she did exactly that. Because remember, her and, and Mertens were, were big time partners. And she broke that off to play singles. And look at where she is now. She's holding a Grand Slam title. I think, what? unfortunately, that Jess Pagula may need to break 
after this year, I think they'll make the championships this year, her and Coco. But in my opinion, I feel like she needs to stop playing doubles and focusing on her singles. And I tell you what, that wouldn't be a bad thing for Coco either, because Coco could mm-hmm. use some extra time working on that forehand. On that forehand, exactly. So exactly. it might be good for both of them in terms of their singles careers. Correct. Correct. Because that's what, I mean, at the end of the day, folks, that's how we measure our tennis players, especially in the U.S. It's by right. singles grand slams. So we can appreciate that they are doing it, doing it in the doubles. That is right. awesome. But at the same time, our expectations are they are going to be chasing after and contending for grand singles, grand slam championships. Right. And, 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 and to me, they need to change up. They need to change some things up. And especially Jess Pagula, because in my opinion, this is just I, I hate to use this word, but it's unacceptable to be at this point in your career, having been a part of the top five in the world. And you can't even say you've made a semi of the grand slam of any of them yet. Right. That's, it's like she is the female version of Rublev. Well, innocent, yeah, exactly, exactly, and and you know she she she's got to do better, right? So okay, up top we now have in the semifinals, Svetlana, crazy that she's just been back <laughs> on tour a couple of months, and now is in the semifinals of Wimbledon against Vondrasova, right? And then below, I think you and I both had. Rabakina oh, coming in over Jabur. Yes, yes. And but Jabur had other, had other thoughts, well, but sorry. Right. She said she was on her revenge tour. That's right. And right. and uh, Rabakina was, you know, the first stop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, and so and and Jabari lost that first set to Rabakina in a tiebreaker, and then she just kind of rolled a little bit. The second yeah. set was was good, six four. But then <laughs> she said, "You know, Eagles always open up these bakeries. I, I wonder what that's like. Let me go ahead and, and try this one time. Let me try it, right? Oh, one breadstick later, man." <laughs> <laughs> and Bryce, you talk about not seeing that coming. I honestly would not have thought that Anjabur would have the game to be able to give Rabakina a breadstick on grass. That to me was extremely surprising. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we have Jabur returning mm-hmm. to the semifinals. Yes. And then we had the matchup people were very excited about. You know, the yes. very definition of big babe tennis. That's right. Uh, Sabalenka versus Madison Keys. And all I'm going to say is Sabalenka was like, what's that um, That quote from Bruno Mars? Players only. Um, <laughs> you, what, two and four? Were you surprised oh. that it was that straightforward? I was surprised, Bryce. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, the form that Maddie had shown coming into that match, I really thought that that was going to be a, a more hotly contested uh, matchup. But I think it goes to show that the game style of, of both Sabalenka and Keys, Keys hits a very, very flat yet powerful ball, whereas mm-hmm. Sabalenka hits a very powerful ball that has spin. It has margin. And that, to me, was the big difference in this match, is Maddie couldn't handle the power along with the fact that Sabalenka had more, you know, more ratio, if you will, more more ratio to error, if you will, on her shots. Yeah, right. she just couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't keep up. 
And, and she's not used to someone being able to overpower her. And that's exactly what Sabalenka was doing. She was hitting some shots. She's like, man, anybody scared of your power. I got, I got power. I got it. So you can come with them 80, them 80 degrees, uh, those 80 uh, mile per hour serves all you want. But uh, understand and know, I got that. Co- I got that coming back at you. Right. And so then that gives us another super matchup in the semis at the bottom of the draw uh, that we'll just go ahead and move into that of Sabalenka versus Jabur. And Jabur was like, let the revenge tour continue. (laughs) Let it continue. Right. Wow. Bryce again, shocked. And she did the same thing that she did with Rabakina. She Mm -hmm. dropped the first set tiebreaker, but then she just regrouped and she was like, all right, we, we gonna have to do the same thing we did before. And 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 she just mentally locked in. It was so very impressive. And we have to say that, you know, unlike the obvious kind of crack that we saw from Sabalenka in the French Open, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't as kind of, quote unquote, obvious. But she she did. Her level definitely dropped at the at the, at the back end of that third set. And Ange Jabor just took it home. She took it home. She was just like, ain't nobody scared of winning here. So right. I'm about to take it. And she did just that, bro. And what I thought was very impressive was that this puts Jabur back in the finals again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she ended up beating the two people in the bottom half of the draw that everyone kind of thought was were the favorites, right? Exactly. You know, there were so many people that were picking Sabalenka or Rabakina to win the title. And right. so she had taken out both of them and not only does she take out both of them she's looking at hey my opponent in the finals is either going to be uh vondra soba or svetlina right exactly and and i am ready (laughs) for this and one more bryce you said two but actually it was three because remember she took out kavitova before she took out rabakina yeah, uh, sh- yeah. I-, I guess some people were saying uh, Kvitova, yeah, what were was a contender for this as well. Yes, exactly. I mean, just, just. I mean, she took out all the big babes. I mean, yes, yeah. just, just had such an incredible run. So, like you're saying, when she got up in the final and saw she was either going to play Spitalina or Vondrasova, she yep. was licking her chops. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but let's talk about that. So, yeah. you know, in that match, I must say. I was pulling for Svetlana because uh, I just I love the comeback story, even though yes. Vondrasova is a comeback story as well. Right. Um, right. But Vondrasova was like, like I said, I don't, I don't know if she knew she was in the semifinals or not, but <laughs> she <laughs> she went out there and swung that racket, didn't she? <laughs> yes, she did. I honestly feel like once she got past Pagula, once she, you know, like I said, once Pagula basically gave her the escape key. And she got out of that match and got into the semis. I feel like Vondra Sober felt like she was playing with house money. And so she was like, I'm just going to swing. I'm just going to swing out and we just going to see what happens. And that's exactly what she did, in my opinion, in that match. (laughs) She swung out, didn't have a care in the world. I feel like in that match, Spitalina allowed the moment to finally catch up to her. Yeah. And I feel like she did. And and, and she even said this in her interview. She did not play her best tennis. And she, there were times where she just, you know, she should have kind of pulled back a little bit on the forehand or been more aggressive. And, and like I said, she just couldn't find or strike the balance. Whereas Vondrasova was like, 
I'm playing with house money. I'm just going to go out here and do what I do, and we're just going to see what happens, right? Right. And that's exactly what happened. And unfortunately for Svitolina, it was a straight sets lost. Uh, yeah, it was. But you know what? She couldn't have been mad with her result making the semifinals. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm assu- I know players go out there with the expectation of they play well, or, you know, they have a shot of winning. Right. But I'm thinking when she entered the tournament, did she really think semifinals of Wimbledon? <laughs> right. Uh huh. Because if so, her confidence real high. But <laughs> real high. But you know, she uh, she has to look back and say quarters at Roland Garros, um, semis at Wimbledon. Having been back on tour for what three, four months, right. um, the future looks bright for her. Looks very bright. Absolutely. Hell, she might be trying to go finals U.S. Open. Hey, uh, hey, <laughs> why it not? It could happen. You know, it definitely could. Maybe she'll be facing Wozniacki in the final. <laughs> right? Tomorrow. That would crack me up. Right? But anyway, so we have the finals. Now yes. we have Jabur and Vondrasova. And yes. going into this match, Jabur is the overwhelming favorite. Yes. Um, which I think actually put a different type of pressure on her absolutely uh because because she wasn't the favorite the last couple of times she was in finals mm-hmm. right right so <clears throat> isaac what happened in that final well I, it's a it's a it's two things it's what exactly what you said the pressure it was different pressure because she was expected to win she was an overwhelming favorite to win um this wimbledon championship and i think the second thing is I believe that her revenge tour took a lot of energy out of her. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. she beat some major players to beat Kvitova, to beat Rabakina, mm-hmm. to beat Sabalenka. Those last two in three strong sets to do all of that going into the finals and the championship. That in itself was a level of pressure from the sense that she didn't come in with 100 percent energy. So you come in not having full energy. You come in with this overwhelming expectation that you're going to win, and you're playing someone that is head-to-head two-and-two, so that person ain't scared of you. Von nope. Sova was not scared of Ange Jabeur going into that mm-hmm. finals. She was like, oh, we good. <laughs> and she besides, had beat her twice this year. Yeah, and, she, and, and she's like, I'm playing with house money. Why, <laughs> why, why, why am I going to be concerned? Right. And unfortunately, we saw that unfold in the match. Um, I think that, you know, initially, the first set, Everything was good up until, again, you get to those later stages. And that, to me, is when you saw Anjabor really, really feeling the pressure and mm-hmm. not having the energy and mental fortitude to be able to fight through it. I, You know, I was able to relate to what I was seeing with Jabur. I mm-hmm. saw the nervousness. I oh, saw yeah. the cement feet and yep. not moving. I saw the not swinging all the way through when you got the jitters Um, I saw it immediately um, Mm -hmm. in her game and I feel bad for her just because you know she carries the weight of her country right uh, on her shoulders Uh, but you know she went in there as the you know most successful grass court player over the last couple of years Mm -hmm. and um, so we knew it hurt that day but hopefully she'll look back and be like okay i'm so glad she had kim kleister's in her corner to be able to say hey look i was the same way 
You know, mm-hmm. I got beat up my first couple of, you know, Grand Slam finals, but yep. Yep. it's coming for you. It's definitely it's coming. coming for you. And and I believe that, Bryce. I, I really do. I think Ange Jabeur has the game to be able to snag a Grand Slam title. I really, really do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so like you said, I know this one definitely hurt, um, you know, I, but, but at the same time, she, if she keeps doing what she's doing, she will definitely be holding a championship. And honestly, it can be either of the four. I honestly believe that her game is diverse enough that she could win any of these slams. So she's, mm-hmm. she's, she's going to have her one for sure. Right. And also, this is something we have to start talking about with Vondra Sova as well, because yep. we knew she could play on clay because she made it to the Roland Garros finals. Mm-hmm. We know she can play on hard court because she was a silver medalist at the Olympics on hard courts. Right. Grass was the, the surface we thought she couldn't play on. And that's, <laughs> and that's the one where she got the plate. Where she got the plate. Exactly. It's crazy. It is crazy. So it'll be interesting to see what we see, what what happens with that young lady going forward. Because, um, again, she's got she's got game. She's definitely oh, got yeah. game. And uh, again, that lefty swing, she's got a lot of wonderful elements about her game that 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 uh, will worry a lot of the other ladies on the tour. So it just excited to see what's to come with her. So shout out to you, Miss Vondrasova. Uh, congratulations. And we look forward to, forward to seeing what you do next. Yes. Now. <laughs> Let's get to the match that everybody (laughs) was looking forward to from day one. Yes. And I think we both had called, you know, Alcarez Djokovic in the finals. Yes, we did. Yes. And so I tell you what, I'll be very honest with you, Isaac. I hadn't been this excited to watch a match probably since. Well, it was probably Medvedev, uh, Djokovic at the U.S. Open. Oh, yeah. For uh, me, I was going to say Federer. <laughs> it's well, been that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, especially since we had called the Medvedev over Djokovic. Yeah, over Djokovic in that year. I, 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 was, I, was, I was pretty locked into wanting to watch that. But believe me, <laughs> in my mind, I was thinking, probably since the last time Roger and Nadal yeah, played. Yeah, Nadal played, right? <laughs> But, you know, oh. this was the matchup that was potentially the changing of the guards, right? Correct. Um, you know, we had the reigning champion, the four-time consecutive champion, the member of the big three, mm-hmm. um, supposedly the best grass court player on the men's tour against the heir apparent. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And... Um, you know, this was the final that we both called. Um, I, from the very start, felt that Alcaraz was going to take this. Mm-hmm. Yes, you and did. The reason why is because when I was comparing the two, when I looked at Djokovic, there were really two things that I gave him the edge on. Mm-hmm. I gave him the edge on experience right. because clearly no one had the experience and success there that he had. Right. And I also gave him the edge in terms of probably being the better mover on the surface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. In all honesty, everything else I had in Alcarez's court. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I had I gave Alcaraz the serve. I gave him the ground strokes. I gave him the offensive weapons. Mm-hmm. I gave him at least somewhat equal to Djokovic on defensiveness right. and defensive skills. I put the, his camp, who he had behind him. Oh, right. Yep. yep. Uh, there. I put him being number one in the world. Mm-hmm. I put the fact that in all honesty, he beat Djokovic once and was probably going to beat him again had it not been for the cramps. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I put in his camp his ability to play big points well and his lack of being intimidated by the moment or the opponent. Right, right. And I just felt like this was going to be the moment. And something that, like, I think you mentioned very early on, I think he was employing this tactic very early on of, oh, Djokovic is the favorite. You know, mm-hmm. he's the the champion. Oh, I, you know, he's the one who's favored to win. Always deflecting. Right, right. You know, that it's Djokovic. Don't look at me, even though <laughs> I think I'm going to come drive him. Uh, you know, let's keep it focused on him. And, um, and Isaac, that was one of the best matches I've watched in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. I would have to agree with you there, Bryce. It was an outstanding final for the men's championship. I mean, it was just, it had it all. I mean, just ebbs and flows. It had, it went, it went the distance. It went to five sets. I mean, just fantastic tennis playing across the board. Um, Yeah. I just, I just, again, one of the best matches that I have watched in a very, very long time. Um, I was so, so ecstatic uh, with uh, the fact that Carlos was able to raise the Wimbledon championship. Uh, He, again, I think that he even surprised himself from the standpoint of how he was able to learn and adjust to moving on the grass surface. To me, that was the biggest thing because I feel like from a comfort level, no one else was, in my opinion, outside of Andy Murray, as comfortable with grass as Djokovic. And so to me, that was a big, big factor in, in the reason why I personally, now I like I said, you and I did our predictions. I had Djokovic as winning. And it, that was one of the main reasons is because on grass, there is a certain way that you have to move in order to be effective. And to me, this shows just how much potential is in Carlos Alcaraz. Because mm-hmm. for him to be able to go into the grass court season and to be able to figure out in utilizing one tournament, one big tournament rather, but one tournament, Queens, to be able to figure out how to do, how to move and how to use those, those you know, very, very, you know, stutter steps, if you will, versus the slide. It, it was just amazing, his growth, his, his, the growth in his knowledge of how to move, because we all know that Carlos is one of the best, if not the best mover on the tour, simply right. put. Mm-hmm. His speed is just ridiculous around the court, but that can work against you on a grass court. You have to know how to move. And yep. that to me was so impressive was how he figured out 
how he is supposed to move. You didn't see him slipping and sliding too much like you did the other players because he figured out how to move. And then based on that, he was able to implement what you said, all of his ground strokes, all the power, all the everything gained confidence because, in my opinion, he figured out how to he figured out the movement. He figured out his strategy. It's it's. It was incredible, Bryce. I, I just I, there's so many words I can use for that young man, but just simply incredible for him to do what he did and have the fortitude to and mental stability to be able to stay in there going into that fifth set, having lost the fourth set mm-hmm. and still being able to to see it through. He served it out. He served it out like a boss, dude. He like was just a like, boss. He was like, ain't nobody scared of you. I'm about <laughs> to take this championship. Because you yep. see people, they just, you know, they get caught in the moment. They get nervous. You see, yep. I did not see any nerves from Carlitos. He was like, he was like, no, this is mine. <laughs> it's mine, Bryce. Oh, right. It was, it gave me chills, bro. It gave right. me chills. So ecstatic. And ironically, it was Djokovic that you saw slipping and sliding and falling on the ground. And Alcaraz was masterfully using the playing behind him technique. Yes, Yes, he Uh, did. Especially when he saw that groin got a little little tight, a little sensitive. (laughs) Right, right. Got to use what you got to use. Absolutely. So, yeah, look, masterful, masterful, masterful. Now, look. I just want to, and this one, I'm going to go ahead and just put it out there. Mm-hmm. As brothers on tennis, there's been about three players that we've called. You know, we call Karatsev, mm-hmm. and he, you know, you know, he had a great year, year and a half, and then he's kind of he's kind of backslid a little bit, but you right. know, we still got faith in him. Right. Uh, we call Rabakina before yes, the pandemic, yes, we and did. she has come to show out. Uh, and we called Alcaraz. And mm-hmm. I remember on the IG Live, when we were saying that he was the next one, and a couple people, and I can't remember who they were because otherwise I call them out by name, <laughs> uh, who said to us in the chat that we were trying to anoint him too quickly. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things, Bryce, where, you know, you see the talent, you see, there's just, there's just something special. And I think everybody was seeing it because quietly, even some of the comments that Pass made that I mm-hmm. thought were a little bit like, Ooh, he's giving him that much credit. And he's like 18, 19. I said, he sees it. And, mm-hmm. and we saw that. Um, yeah. Carlos Alcaraz is the real deal folks. And, and again, he is showing it. He grows every day in 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 his playing style, in his knowledge, in just in every every regard. And it's funny because Bryce, I you know I mentioned this to you on the side as well. Is you know I, I saw you know watch the tennis channel they or ESPN rather, and they had Cliff Drysdale on there, and they were talking about Carlos and 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 you know Cliff jumped out there boldly and he was like, listen. I see Carlos Alcaraz as being, you know, on the same par as the big three. And I honestly believe that he will win probably as many Grand Slams, if not, you know, if not more. And Bryce, I'm going to tell you, they gave him shade for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you what, I was right there with Cliff. <laughs> I, I, I am too. Well, look, Joker yeah. said himself yesterday, he said, Carlos is the most complete player I have ever played against in my life. Simply put, bro. I he mean, said, 
Roger, right. he said Roger and Rafa both had their strengths and weaknesses, but he said Carlos is like has like the best of the three of us. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the best of our strengths. Um, and if you think about it, he just absolutely does. Now, granted, we hope we know certain things can happen, which we injuries, hope don't happen, don't, like right. injuries, as exactly. you know, Del Potro, you right. know, that can affect what ultimately happens. But if he is able to stay healthy, absolutely. the thing that he may have in his favor that the, the big three didn't is the big three had to compete against each other. It, exactly. They had to share the, those 60 something titles between each other. Exactly. I, with this win, Carlos has really kind of separated himself from the rest of the pack. It, I'm telling you, Bryce, um, for me, that so he ended up playing Rune in the quarterfinal. And we, we didn't really talk about the quarterfinals on the men's oh, side. But he yeah, ended up I'm playing sorry. Him. No, 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 it's all good, though, because really, truly, the, the final was what we need to focus on. But the <laughs> one point but the one point I want to make, in, you know, it, 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 as it relates to what you're talking about, is when he played Rune, remember Rune was out there talking about we're the next big three and it's been him <laughs> and center. I'm going to tell you what, Carlos Zacharias was like, sir, <laughs> there is no big three. There is a big one. And right. y'all might be a, y'all might be like a two and a two and a half, but no. Right. Let us be clear. He made Holger Rune look very, very average, in my opinion, in that matchup. Beat him three, three, and three. I mean, I know they grew up together, so they know each other's games, but I'm sorry. He really made Holger's game look I would, I, you know, I'm not going to say anything negative about Holger's game, because it is, it is a great game, but he made it look very average. And I just, in matchups going forward, I, and I honestly don't think on any of the surfaces, I have a hard time seeing Holger being able to beat Alcaraz on the regular. I think he will maybe get one or two, but honestly, I think it's going to be a very, very lopsided head-to-head, if I'm being honest with you. Right. And and, and you're right. I mean, he beat him in straight, straight sets, 7-6, 6-4, But here's the interesting thing. The one player that I would say, like, okay, behind Carlos, who I would mm-hmm. put, uh-huh. is Medvedev. And right. Medvedev was the one... He ran through um, three, three, and three. Oh, it was. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. I looked at the wrong score. He did play a good one against Rune, but it was straight sets. That's right. Yeah, it was still straight sets. But even the person who I'm thinking is the next one behind, right? Uh, Alcaraz, right. He Whew. routine. Now, granted, let's be real clear. You know. Um, I, I I'm I'll be very interested in their matchup much more on the hard court. Correct. Uh, but I think on clay and on grass. Yeah, yeah. I think Alcaraz will definitely own that head-to-head big time going right. forward. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, and sorry. Yeah, sorry about messing up that scoreline. Yeah, it was seven six six four six four against Rune. So again, nothing, nothing. You know, nothing shabby. But right. still, he made him look very average based on that matchup. And let me add something else that Alcaraz did against Djokovic, which the entire match with center, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing? Right. So, look, center's got the big serve, and he's got the ground strokes, right? Yes. And he actually yes. even moves pretty well. Mm-hmm. But 
what he was not doing in that match with Djokovic is when he got the opportunity, the times that he was able to stretch Novak out wide on the backhand, you know, where he, he had to go with one hand. Mm-hmm. Center should have been in the net at the he net. Should, exactly. Kick, those shots off. And he didn't. And he no. lost a lot of those points because Novak is going to stay in the point to the very end. Correct. And Alcarez did that to Novak all day long. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and and that's the thing that, at least for Sinner, like I said, I, I, I love Sinner, love his game. But again, I think he's got to work on that net game big time. And, and just, I think, again, his movement on grass needs, it just needs a little bit of a tweak because even they, even Darren Cahill said it as they were talking about, you know, the matchup. Djokovic went out there and played Sinner's strength. He played his forehand mm-hmm. and he made him uncomfortable because he didn't have his footing right in order to hit right, the, you know, the forehands he wanted to hit. And then you started seeing him hitting error after error on the forehand side and he just basically broke it down. Um, and you he know did. what's really funny, Bryce, going back to the Alcaraz Novak uh, Djokovic match? I feel like Alcaraz broke down Djokovic's forehand. I really believe he did. He broke it down. He was like, mm-hmm, I'm going to keep going to this thing because I got you. Well, I got you. Well, you know what else happened when Novak did what Novak does right. and he took his racket <laughs> and he hit it against that post. I, hey, I, look, I yeah, can't make it up. Yeah. Right? I can only talk about what he happened. You only talk right? about the facts. That's right. So when he hit that post, you saw immediately he started uh, working on his wrist. Right, right. And Alcaraz saw that. And mm-hmm. at that point, you started seeing a lot of balls go to uh, Novak's forehand, and right. he started spraying those forehands. That's right. That's right. It was the frustration, and it was just, you know, he was like, I can't get this little kid off me. <laughs> like, he just couldn't get him off of him. And uh, like I said, bro, it, it just such an incredible match. It was so, so good. Oh, so Congratulations, Mr. Carlos Alcarez. You are now a two-time major winner. Um, you know, got the big two, the U.S. Right. Open and the um, Wimbledon. And like I said, with the exception of those cramps, mm-hmm. he really should probably have Roland Garros under his, his belt, too, right now. Right. But we'll, we we know conditioning is part of the game, so we'll, <laughs> we'll keep that in there. Uh, but yet, what a wonderful, wonderful tournament we had. Absolutely, Bryce. It was so, so very good. And we are so ecstatic um, to have been able to take part in it and to watch it. Um, and, and, and folks, we hope you enjoyed it as well. And uh, at, you know, before we close, we don't want you to forget, again, if you need legal representation, we want you to look to the law offices of Paul S. Haberman. Once again, he specializes in sports-related law, but covers a gamut of areas connected to it, from talent agreements to royalty disputes to medical malpractice or negligence to photography agreements to even podcast agreements. Gonna holler at my dude. Yes, sir. Um, (laughs) Whatever you need, really, seriously. Paul S. Haberman is your guy. Call 201-564-0590 for a consultation. Again, 201-564-0590. And for the final time, to our good folks in the back, 201-564-0590.
let Paul fight for you both in and out of the ring. And look, we just want to shout out Paul S. Haberman one more time for sponsoring our Roland Garros and Wimbledon episodes uh, this year. We greatly appreciate the support. And you're going to be hearing more from Paul uh, from us um, on some upcoming episodes. That's right. That's right. So, Isaac, any final words you have to wrap up this uh, 2023 Wimbledon season? No, no, brother. I think we said it all. It was a great championships. So very happy and uh, looking forward now to uh, the summer hard courts leading into the U.S. Open where we will be there live. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to start talking to you. We um, have been approved for our media credentials for both the Western and Southern in Cincinnati and the U.S. Open. So we appreciate both of you tournaments yes. for that, for showing us love and giving us an opportunity to share those tournaments with our followers. But we have one more thing left with Wimbledon before we get out of here. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone, please go to Instagram. Tomorrow we will be posting our Wimbledon gift bag giveaway. Uh, shout out to our good friend and uh, OG BOT family member, Paul, uh, for getting the items for us. Yes, you have an opportunity to win a gift bag of swag and items from this year's Wimbledon. So look out, look for uh, the rules for entry and good luck to the eventual winner. So with that being said, everyone, I'm glad you enjoyed the grass court season. Get ready for the hard, and we'll be looking to bring a lot of that action to you. So on behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone, be well. <laughs>